0: Welcome to this Sunday's message from the King's Church, Mid Sussex. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, it's great to be with you today. Uh, thank you for inviting me to be part of this new series that you're looking at together. Uh, these continue to be very tough times, don't they? Perhaps we're in some of the toughest times of this whole global pandemic. Um, and you, as a church, obviously have had sadness and loss uh, recently um and we are praying for you as a church community um, that you'll know god's grace and mercy at this time also just for me to encourage you as many of you as possible do stay uh during these times connected with god his presence is with us he's amongst us he never leaves us he's unchanging i want to encourage you as well this is a time to stay connected with one another and uh, do all we can to just uh you know just just be with one another and pray for one another and encourage one another. This is not a time for backing off, it's not a time for giving up, this is a time to really uh, trust God and believe him that his purposes are being fulfilled amongst us as his people and indeed throughout the nation I believe with all my heart that though we can't see it all at the moment God is working out things that are going to have massive repercussions for many many years to come And at the heart of it, I believe, is God's passion to save this nation, to reach people with his wonderful message of hope uh, and a gospel that will change and transform people's lives, as it has for many of us here today. If you don't know Jesus, I'm praying that even some of the things we share today will just resonate with you this morning as well. Well, as a church, you're uh, going through this series um, entitled Wellbeing. And uh, you have a booklet that many of you are going to be looking at together as you're in your smaller groups. And I think it's wonderful to be able to look at this title at the moment. It's important to stay in good shape. It's important to stay fit as much as we possibly can. And so spiritually, emotionally, even physically, do all that we can to make sure that the dials of our life are not on empty, but they're actually uh, going well and are in a good balance. And this morning we're going to look at the whole issue of having a healthy mindset and there's a reason as to why we're looking at this first because this is the the most crucial aspect of all the areas of our life that needs to be in balance. If we haven't got our thinking right then nothing else is really going to work that follows. So I'm so delighted to be looking at this subject. I think you might agree with me that throughout COVID, the way that we think has probably affected the way that we've lived. Um, Even if you are uh, going through physical pain, it's now uh, well documented that even your mind, the way you think affects the pain that you're going through. If in COVID you've been in a household that's been crowded all this time and no one's going anywhere, all the kids are back at home homeschooling, you'll know that the thoughts that you have about the people in your house affect the way that you live together. There's almost nothing outside of the way that we think that affects the way that we live and the way that we behave. Now the backdrop to this booklet on well-being is the story of Elijah. And today I'd like you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 19. And no doubt, week by week, different people will be going to be looking at this character Elijah and some of the things that was happening in in his life. And uh, 1 Kings chapter 19 is like what I would describe a roller coaster. It's highs and lows, it's full of activity, emotions are all over the place. At one moment uh, Elijah is winning this remarkable, miraculous uh, battle with the, the prophets of Baal and and God comes and brings fire on the altar and everybody knows that there's one God the living God what a tremendous miraculous victory it is and then a lady called Jezebel just speaks words of accusations against Elijah and even though he's seen this amazing thing that God has done he seems to forget about what God has done and he runs for his life and he ends up in a desert and so just in a few chapters and verses we see all of this going on uh, in his life and the result of all of this is Elijah ends up with a wrong way of thinking. It's like he's lost the plot. It's like he's forgotten who he is, who God is, what God has called him to do. It's like he's forgotten the promises of God. We'll see some of that in this passage together. If we look at 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 4, for example, it says of Elijah, but he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die, saying, It is enough. Now, O Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my fathers. And he lay down and slept under a broom tree. And behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And uh, then down into verse 9. Uh, there he came to a cave, Elijah came to this cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I've been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have f- forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left and they seek my life to take it away. And God said to him, go out and stand on the mount of the Lord. Now I think in these verses we get a picture of three things that have happened to Elijah's thinking. Number 1, he has a completely wrong perspective of what's going on all around him. Number 2, he has what I would describe a cave mentality. He's literally in a cave. He's kind of closed in, all alone on by himself, locked down. And thirdly, He is depressed, he's talking about, take my life, I don't want to live anymore, that's real depression. It's interesting, isn't it, under this COVID experience, many of us have been in great danger, I know I have, of having a wrong way of thinking in terms of having a wrong perspective, having a bit of a cave mentality. Liz often says to me, you've gone into your cave again, and prone to depression and just feeling very, very low about things. It's interesting that in James chapter 5, verse 17, it makes this statement that Elijah is like us. I find that encouraging in terms of the faith that he exercised is the faith that I can exercise in a living God. I also find it weirdly encouraging that he's very human as we are human as well and go through the similar things that he does. And so Elijah ends up with a wrong mindset. It's not good news. And in your booklets, David Smith points out that there are three solutions for us when we end up with a wrong mindset. The first is this. It's important that we continue to know our identity. The second is that we are honest about where we are at in life. I think Elijah was kind of like dishonest. He didn't realize that fear had dominated and shaped his life. So he ends up really not knowing the position that he's in. And thirdly, and you'll no doubt discuss this, Dave Smith says that it's important to know that you can change the way that you are thinking, which is such wonderful news for us as Christians. Probably one of the greatest transformations that we will see in one another's lives, and I know it's been true of my life, is that, My mind, my thinking, when it is changed, it does bring tremendous transformation uh, into our lives. And I, I don't know about you, but for me, as I've observed people going through this time of COVID, it seems to me that many of the things Elijah was experiencing, we can identify with because sadly we found ourselves in a position where we are like that as well. The good news is this is not God's will for us. The good news is there's a way out. The good news is, even while this lockdown continues for perhaps months to come, right now, today, things can dramatically change for every one of us because well being includes a mindset that is full of health rather than something that's become sick. I think you'll agree with me also that before COVID happened, the, the phrase mental health was being used uh, ever such a lot. There's never been such a time in western society where people have been so anxious. This has been going on for years where people are fearful, where people are prone to depression, where there's low self-image all around us and all of this and many more driven by a social media dynamic which is very addictive and shapes us and indeed shapes the way that we think. I think It's important to define mental health. I think mental health has been, to be honest with you, something that can just summarise anything. You might wake up in the morning and just feel a little bit low and everyone says, oh, you've got a mental health problem. You know, I think it's kind of become so broad, it's almost lost its dynamic. But the good thing is this, there's been a recognition over recent years that the way that we think does affect the way that we live. And so it's been good to acknowledge that as being true. What's happened under COVID is that whatever was happening before with our mental health has now just gone stratospheric. It's just gone off the charts. So many people all around us, everyday life, are being dominated by a wrong way of thinking. They're affected in the, the mental health situation that they've been in. And that's not just people who are perhaps unbelievers it's true of us as christians as well but there is a wonderful way through in all of this so what i'm going to do over these next few minutes is just give you some headings really uh, this subject could be like a 10-week series in its own right but i'm just going to give you some headings i really want to whet your appetite today and of course my goal is that you will understand how important our thinking is and that you will go on a journey with us to make sure you're way of thinking your mindset is in a good place and no doubt some of you will go on together to discuss this in your small groups as well the first heading for me is this renewing the mind is a gradual process well known verse romans chapter 12 verse 2 let's look at it do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the root word there is a word called metamorpho, from which we get the word metamorphis, this gradual transformation that begins to happen. The Apostle Paul is trying to tell Christians, when it comes to the renewing of your mind, it will be a gradual process. You know, when you became a Christian, there were things that happened Instantly, at that moment of being born again, and if you're not a Christian today and you decide to to give your life to Jesus, these things will happen in your life, whether you're aware of it or not at the time. Legally, this is what happens to you when you become a Christian at that moment of salvation. You are saved forever. Hallelujah. The Bible says at that moment of conversion, you are made right with God. Your sins are forgiven because you're trusting in the blood of Jesus. You have become a new creation. The old has passed away. Your legal status now is you've been adopted. You are a child of God. You're not trying to become a child of God. That is who you are at that moment. You give your life to Jesus. Your legal status, your identity is now in Christ. Fundamentally, you've been changed at the very, very root of your being. There's nothing else in the world other than the gospel that can change you at the very root. You're not trying to be things, you are changed. You are now those things. And it happened in a moment when you became a Christian. Then, of course, there are some things that you don't have that are reserved for the future. You can't have these things until you die and go to be with Jesus forever in heaven. A good example of that is a new body. There are some of us watching this right now that wish we had a new body the moment we were saved have you noticed it didn't happen why because you're not going to get a new body until you die and go to be with the lord and it's waiting there for you but it's not for now it's reserved for the future the apostles paul said this for me to die is gain what does that mean there are things that you and i will only gain in the future we can't have them now so there's some things that happen to you straight away there are some things that are reserved for later. But there are many things in the Christian life that are not instant, but they're a gradual process throughout this life before we come to the end of our lives. An example would be maturity. When you become a Christian, you do not have instant maturity. Maturity, the very word, describes something that's gradual. It happens over time. Then, of course, is the renewing of the mind. Bible is very clear about that so you've got things like maturity things like sanctification which means to become holy to become more like Jesus these are gradual experiences we have and then the way that we thinking is a gradual experience the moment you got saved you didn't automatically think differently. It's been something that's gradually happened over a period of time. Now what I find really interesting about this is it actually explains a lot of things about our lives. Many Christians, when they become saved, God is very real to them. Their lives do change. They're witnessing to their friends. They're baptised in the Holy Spirit. They're baptised in water. Jesus is becoming the Lord of their life. They've joined a local church. They're functioning in that local church. And years go by, and outwardly at least, it seems that people are doing really great. I know this was true of my experience. For three or four years, it was just... But if you'd asked me how my thinking was, was I still fearful in my thinking? Was I still anxious? Was I thinking wrong thoughts or even lustful thoughts? I'd have said to you, yeah, I am. It troubled me <clears throat> that, that all these things were happening in my life, but in the area of my thinking, I was like lagging. It seemed miles behind. Well, of course, I now understand this because my mind needed to be renewed. I needed to give myself to that very experience. The second thing heading wants to bring to you is this, the renewing of the not mind is about transformation. Let's look back into to Romans 12 verse two, it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you can be conformed to this world. The root word actually is do not be conformed or molded to the pattern of this world's way of thinking. I do believe, sadly, many in our society are just being moulded in the way that they think. They're being manipulated, they're being moulded into a pattern. Their views have changed as the years have gone by because other people have done the thinking for them. You and I as Christians can fall into that trap as well. If you think like the way the world thinks, you will become like the world. So, So Paul is saying, don't think like the world and you won't become like them. Transformation happens the most for Christians when we change the way we think. We will be different and stand out to those around us. Not because of our outward appearance, not because even sometimes of our moral views, but certainly in the way that we think. It says in Proverbs, as a man thinks, so is he. You know, your thoughts become actions. Have you ever heard anyone say, oh, I did it without thinking? It's just not true your thoughts become actions and your actions become your behavior and your behavior becomes your lifestyle and your lifestyle becomes your character now you know why we're looking at this as the first part of our series the way that you think affects everything else that happens in your life if you have your mind renewed then you will be transformed in every way can I just say to you if you've been a Christian many years transformation doesn't happen outwardly it happens internally and one of the ways it happens is by giving your mind to the Lord and allowing him to come and help you to have it renewed here's the third heading renewing the mind is a battle and I just want to read these verses to you from 2 Corinthians um, and chapter 10 and verse 3 for though we walk in the flesh We are not waging war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And please look at this carefully and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish any disobedience when your obedience is complete this is telling us that the renewing of the mind isn't just straightforward it's going to be a a battle fundamentally the bible teaches us that before we were christians our minds were dark they were kind of depraved they were futile there's lots of verses that talk about the way we thought we had a conscience but it was defiled the moment you become a christian it's the first time that light is shone into the darkness. Truth comes into your thinking, that's the potential. It's the first time that your conscience is truly um, uh, brought to a place where it's it's heightened. Things that you kind of knew were wrong before, you now know they're really, really wrong. And so we find ourselves post-Christian and Christian now with a new thing going on. But we have to understand that this is still enemy territory. You see that before you became a Christian, your thinking, your thought life was in the control of the enemy, Satan. He's not going to give up that territory without a fight. It's kind of like an airplane looking for somewhere to land and your mind is like a landing strip. And the enemy for years before you became a Christian just landed, just comes around again and lands, comes around again and lands. And even though you've become a Christian, that's exactly what he's going to do with thinking. It's going to keep landing because he's used to landing there. So when the Bible says take every thought captive it's like God's saying to us "Bond those landing strips. Bomb those landing strips with another way of thinking. Take them captive. Regain the ground that you've lost over many years. You see the reality is he's no longer the lord of your thinking Satan. You now have a lord Jesus, who is the Lord of every area of your life, including the way you think. It's kind of like saying, thoughts, line up now. You've got a new master and a new Lord. No longer give in to the lies of the enemy. We need to bomb those landing strips. The Bible guarantees 100% victory can be ours when we think differently. I guarantee that during lockdown, many of us as Christians have been attacked in our thinking by the enemy and unless we know how to deal with those thoughts then we're always going to be giving in and we're going to be in trouble. The fourth and final heading is this the renewing of the mind is about replacement not about removal. Well what does that mean? Well quickly we haven't got long just need to land on this if you like. Philippians 4 verse 8 It says this, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, pure, lovely, commendable, think on these things. Colossians 3 verse 2 says, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. This is telling us that our thinking can be something very, very positive in terms of where you set your mind. A renewed mind does not consist of just getting rid of old thoughts, but rather replacing them with right thoughts. If you're an anxious person and you've become a Christian and you're still full of anxiety, thinking about those anxious thoughts and saying, go away, go away, go away, isn't going to help you. Or if you've had a problem with lust and you think, I must not think this thought, I must not think this thought, I must not think this thought, all you're doing is thinking about the thought that you must not think about. These things don't help us, nor do I believe that the answer is just positive thinking or look on the bright side of life. Mindfulness is something that's very popular these days, which is about living in the present and emptying your mind. The Bible says the opposite. Yes, you live in the present, but you need to fill your mind. What do we fill our minds with? Well, we fill our minds with God's thoughts. The right thoughts that need to dominate our mind are what God has said, what is said to us in His Word. What does the Bible say about itself? It's truth that sets you free. If you are dominated by lies, then getting rid of those wrong lies will happen by filling your mind with truth. COVID, again, has been something that's affected many of us in the way that we have been thinking. Fearful thoughts that need to be replaced by. God's word. Now here's the challenge. Do you know God's word? Do you know God's thoughts? How can you replace the wrong thoughts with God's thoughts if you don't know those thoughts and what they are? This is why Christians lose the battle of the mind. This is why so many Christians are easy targets because we can't replace these wrong thoughts with the right thoughts that are God's word and God's truth. I do believe that Christians sometimes say do I really have to read the Bible it's kind of like they don't understand what they're saying of course you don't have to read the Bible it's not going to make God love you anymore if you do but the reality is unless you know what the word of God can do in your mind why on earth would you think of not reading what God says knowing the word of God was something a bit optional for Christians before Covid started Sadly, those people that never knew the Word of God are now really under attack. We need to know the Word of God. good news for you today is it's not too late to start to say, I am going to let the Word of God fill me. I'm going to understand what the Word of God really is. And during this season, this is a daily choice that we make. It really is something daily that we need to choose. So if you're a Christian here today and you're prone to thoughts about fear or low self-image or depression or you know that you're negative in the way that you think or you may be spending your time comparing yourself to other people and how they're doing or you've got a kind of melancholic temperament or you have habits that dominate the way that you think let me just say to you you don't have to stay like this anymore says of the man in psalm 1 that he meditates on the word of god they day after day and he's like a tree planted by a stream and whatever the season he is always fruitful can I ask you as we close what do you feed on do you let the social media dominate your thinking it's very addictive isn't it just kind of constantly bombards our thinking it's time to replace those wrong thoughts with the right thoughts that are the word of God So I hope those things are helpful to you, a sort of springboard to help you on your journey to renew your mind. I hope I've whetted your appetite. And if I have, and you know today that this is a big deal for you, you think wrong and you need to have a healthier mindset, then I want to encourage you to go on the New Ground website and I'll go to the section marked media. And when you get to media, press the, the button that marks series and there you'll find three videos that we've done on the whole issue of the renewing of your mind and I do encourage you if you know this is an area for you to go there and to really ask God to help you. How is your mind? Is it like Elijah's? Cave-like? A bit depressed? Wrong perspective? Has COVID really affected your thinking? Let me pray for you today that God will really help you in this walk of renewing your mind. Father I pray that many of us will go on an adventure an adventure to have our minds renewed. We don't have to wait for COVID to come to an end. We can do it today, we can do it tomorrow. And I pray for many who've been watching this today, that they will set their course from today onwards to be men and women who will make this decision. Lord, please, would you renew my mind? I need a healthy mindset. Lord, we ask it for your glory, amen. God bless you, amen thanks for listening to this message from the king's church mid-sussex to connect with us online visit tkc.org.uk we hope you'll join us again soon